Have you used uh, a Deemer box at all? Oh, yeah. Do you like them? I do, yeah. I've seen some, like, competitors out there to them. And, you know, the sound is okay, but the as far as, like, the overall system goes and the box and the storage and the protection and the waterproof, plus you can get a one-speaker unit or a two-speaker unit, the way you can charge all of your, you know, USB to charge your iphone whatever you're trying to charge plus you get 50 hours the i started like looking like how this week i was looking at the db1 and the db2 and they are a badass unit if you the the sound quality of them i had them and i've been doing this cold plunging shit mm-hmm. which you should try it before you leave no. it ruined my day today I like bet. i got it it was cold cold and um but those things will float in the pool you put a beer can in them or two beer cans and they'll stay right up and you got your music floating right on the water. You can pair them. You can pair up to eight of them so you can have them around the whole backyard during a party. You know, the days of like all the wiring and the blue, you know, I know there's Bluetooth now and, and all that, but I was trying my, where I'm going with this is this, you have four or five of these Deemer boxes. You can bring them wherever you want. You can throw them in the truck for the camping spot. You can take them to the backyard and pair them. You can take them wherever you want and don't have to worry about stereo systems anymore. I know. It, it's almost, you feel bad for some people that have some really high-end stereo equipment that's a little bit older that it's obsolete now. Yeah, Like obsolete. you said, you buy, you you get two or three of those, for, well, you know, depending on how big your space is and you don't need any of that stuff anymore. No, you don't need I it. have seen that competitor one, and it reminds me of, like, the old-school stereos because it's like a 6 by 9 stereo speaker in, like, a a, a cheesy box. I saw it. I've seen it. I've been seeing it lately, too. It's funny. I like mine. I mean, I, I keep mine in my garage. And You're talking about the one with the big screen across it, like, looks like an old-school yeah. woofer? Yeah, exa- that's that's what that one is. I mean, that's the only competition of them I've ever seen. Maybe there's other ones, but... No, I haven't seen much competition. That, yeah. And I don't know if their competition, those guys are aggressive, but these guys, these Deemer boxes, I'm talking like, they they thought this out. Oh, dude, they're... Like you said, the fact that you... It's cool, because they could have not put that plug in it and made it waterproof, but just not have, like, great base. But they thought of because you're not always going to put that thing in the water, right? No. I mean, so you take the plug out; it's got a storage thing for it. You get all the base out of it then, and then at the times you're at the lake or you want to take it out on a boat or something, and you're worried about it getting wet, you throw a plug in it. Yeah, just quick too, right? Because that- it's smart things like that that make like technology cool. But yeah. again, like you feel bad for people that have wired stereos and stuff. You know, it it is what it is. But the way technology advances now. I just sold a bunch of stuff, wired, hardwired, you know, equipment because people don't use it anymore. That's what I was talking about is here. I have all these outdoor speakers, all these outdoor speakers that are tied into my stereo system inside. I have all these speakers in the ceiling, like surround sound on my TVs on is one thing, you know, but they all, you can switch the receiver over, you know, your old receiver Mm -hmm. and switch it over to stereo. I got a six disc CD changer in there still. (laughs) I have a bluetooth not a bluetooth a blu-ray yeah i have all this stuff in there and it's like do people still put a blu-ray in a machine and watch it or do they just go on and stream the movie now you don't the six c the the cd player is obsolete as hell but then i'm looking at all these speakers in the ceiling going i don't listen to music on any of this shit because i i just take out the deemer boxes and i'll have one in the corner of the kitchen one across you know the sitting room and then one maybe in the pool room and all paired together and you your your audio is fine and then the best part about is you can pick them up charge them wherever you want them pick them up take them on the plane throw them in the back of the truck i take them out on the boat you play it in the morning when you're setting up decoy spread in the boat you have them in your decoy spread in the morning in a dry field it's just jamming there Mm -hmm. you don't have to run your truck you know with all of the with the music playing you got those playing out or just right off your phone yep i don't know it's like technology's cool when it works and the deemer box works it's yeah. one of those things where I was, I've been jacked up on them lately because I've been ca- carrying mine in my backpack on the plane everywhere I go, everywhere I go. And you know, it's like you're shaving in the morning, you're brushing your teeth, you're getting ready in the morning, you know, out of the, you're in the shower and that whole 30 minutes of getting ready, you got your phone play. You can't hear it over the water. You can't hear it over the sink. So now you got that Deemer box, boom. And I don't know. I was just thinking like how cool they truly are and just the story of how they came about and they were a product out of need out of necessity that's how that brand was born of a guy needed you know james deemer needed 
he was an audio guy, an audio tech on Survivor, the show. And in Alaska, Survivor Alaska, they needed uh, a speaker uh, percussion and audio box for the set to go out and get audio of, you know, the different areas of Alaska, whether it was the wind blowing or, you know, and record audio through that thing. Really? Yeah. And so he went in and took the speakers and he put it in, took one of the camera cases, the Pelican cases, and took it apart and fitted a speaker in there and was playing it back and, you know, doing recording stuff and all that. And then the the shoot gets canceled. You're gonna have to fact check me on some of this, but the the I don't know if it was if he was a box to record or a box to transcend sound. It was probably to to do both. So it gets canceled because a big storm moves in. So what do they do? They start drinking beers in the hotel room, and he hooks it up to the music in the room, Hmm. off of his phone or off of you know wires it into the music in the room and everybody's like oh my god look at it's a pelican case you can open it up and put your stuff in it and it's playing music and they're like i want one of those and that's how he goes man i might have an idea here yep and that's how the whole company was born isn't that crazy out of the set of survivor yeah he's been on the podcast before and told me the whole the whole story of how he did it and and how it came about and now troy link jack links is is one of the owners of it and it's just they they just keep taking it to new heights. They build them in Florida now, and working with their team is is unbelievable. Do do you think he'd ever tell us if Survivor's bullshit? Like if it's a false deal, he yeah. never told me. I think I did ask him too. Like they they're like on season ninety seven, and I nobody's know. ever died. Like you would think in a show like that, somebody would get eaten by a crocodile or right. something. I just saw like there's been something going around the internet, and it's like. You know, like a like a co-ed man versus woman survival, and like the dudes have to like, or they all have to jump off this boat and swim. And it, it it's like condescending towards women, is like this clip that I've seen on the internet. But what I looked at it was, I'm like, is this show really still going on? And is it really real? Like, because they made it seem like all the dudes like swim in and they get a fire going, you know, and and then it's like the girls can't do it, and then they're hanging out with the guys, and it's almost like a real world meets survival now. But it's like. Is this show bullshit or is it really still going on? And is it and is it true? I always wonder all the like who I want to know who's watching them. Like I try people. I think people love them. I know they have to to be on that many seasons. That's what I'm saying. It's like, do are we just too critical? Because I can't watch it. I would just be like, I tried to watch an episode of Naked and Afraid, and I was like, this is not cool. Well, and in, in, in like you look. So knowing what you know, and and even knowing what I know about the TV world, it's like when you watch a show like that. You're like I just call bullshit because I know how I know how it works, right? You you know what it takes to have audio and video out in an environment like that, and they're like, you want me to believe that you selfie? How do they charge all the batteries for everything, right? Like so, I don't know. so you're in the middle of nowhere and you have no human contact, and they go, but you got to film all this with a handy cam. Well, a handy cam's got like an hour and ten minutes worth of footage on it. And then the battery dies, or you need a new SD card. So someone has to be there doing all that. So right away, you call I. I personally call BS. I'm like, dude, this is fake. Like, there's a crew right there. They're not going to let this guy get eaten by the mountain lion that they're showing. But on how the else could they film it? Unless you. That's what I'm saying. But so it's fake. I know, but it was more so of. Isn't that what it was for? Is just all entertainment? I mean, it's like WWF of the outdoors. I, I, I don't think that, WWE. I think people believe that it's real. That like. Well, let's type it in. Is Survivor. There you go. Scripted. It's like the number one Google search because people know it's BS, dude. Let's see. Is Survivor scripted? One of the longest running, really. It is the dramatic intrigue of a scripted show and the unpredictability of a reality show. So it is scripted, but also kind of reality, I guess. Oh, I don't know, man. No, it says no. That that one says no. How much? Let's see. How much of it is staged? In short, Survivor is not scripted. See, I I don't think that they could get away with it for that many years if it was. Now, again, you common sense tells you that there's a crew right by, and for the safety, there's probably, you know, some, you know, some. Well, Survivor, you know, probably guys that are, 
you know a safety crew there right. uh, a re, you know a search a search team stuff like that you know that that might be on site that 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 is ready to go at any time but I don't know. I, I I can be transparent. I don't watch it enough. I don't, I don't watch either. it. I haven't watched it in. I bet you, you know how long Survivor's been on. I don't even want to look at the year it started. But I was dating Jill Jameson in two thousand two. The pornography three. star. It, what? The pornography star. No, Jill Jameson. Oh, not, not Jenna Oh, jeez. I was like, wow. I didn't know that about you. Did you, you. call the pornography star? Well, I, didn't know it, I didn't know how politically correct you wanted to be. Adult Isn't film star? star? Yeah, well, I was going to say pornography porn. star. Yeah. I don't want you to feel like I know who she is. God, that had to be 2002, 2003. 20 um, years it's been on, huh? I'm seeing. Or more. I'm seeing. Well, let me see right here. I was more thinking about that naked and afraid when I talk about the film crew and stuff, but you know Survivor's filmed. Survivor season forty one year. They're on f- two thousand. It's twenty three years of that, and they do two seasons a year. I was going to say that said forty something. Yeah, so it's two seasons season. a year. Jesus, that's how they do it. They do it every six months. So it's so every year has been. They're on like season forty something. Wow, that show is awesome though to stand the test of time like that and to still attract an audience. You know what I mean? As of April 5th, 643 episodes of Survivor have aired. How That's many? insane. 643, it says right there. Can't believe you dated Janet Jamison or whatever her name was. That was survival mode. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't Tito Ortiz marry her for a while? Janet uh, Jamison? Jesse James did, right, or something, didn't he? No, that was Sandra Bullock. She's not a pornography I think, star. I think... He might have dated her too. After dude. did he date a tattoo star? Didn't he? Uh, Kat Von Cat? D. Yeah, he's married to uh, Bonnie Rotten now. She's a pornography star, or was. Okay, so you're looking up. I don't know. We need to continue on our conversation. <laughs> We're not looking this up, are we? <laughs> I'm looking up. Uh, did you say Jesse James? Yeah. Jesse. Well, no. Wait. What's her name? Jenna Jameson. Yeah. Jenna. Oh, you saw Tito Ortiz, and it does. They were married, yeah. Yeah, okay. Those are the ones I know that were married. They're divorced now. Did he, she, was he really with Jesse James, too? I don't know. Maybe I made that up. I don't want to look, I don't want to look her name up. Then I'll get a virus on my phone. Really? I don't know. You don't want the old lady to catch you watching pornography stars? You're not supposed to be looking at pornography stars. (laughs) Pornography stars. That is, that is so interesting, though. The survivor is that old. You touched on something, and I want to touch on it further. Uh, Jesus, after you talk about pornography stars, that's the next thing you're going to hit me yeah. with? No, are you going to Chad Mendez's fight? Well, this is the conundrum I'm in. I go, I go down to California this end of this week, and I pick up another new truck with Corning Ford. And then I'm fishing one night with Rocky, and then I got to be at Alyssa's volleyball tournament in, in Sacramento – I leave early Saturday morning, go over there. So I was trying to put it together. I watched the game Saturday. They'll be over by four, five. Get on a plane, fly straight to Denver. I lose an hour going to mountain time. Get off, get to the hotel, check in, watch the fight, go to the after party, then either catch a red eye or first thing in the morning from Denver back to Sacramento, then get back to Roseville, which is probably 30 minutes from the Sacramento airport to watch Alyssa's Sunday games. My point is I'm not going to miss Alyssa's games. I so love his fights in Denver. Games. It's not, I thought it was maybe no, his fights in Denver. Yeah. I he's thought... already there. He's up. I talked to him today. He's up there for fight week right now, doing all the promo and media and all that. Cause it was in Vegas last time, right? Or LA or something. No, Dallas. Oh, it was Dallas. No, no, no. Dallas or Florida. No, he knocked him out in Florida. He knocked him out in Florida. I believe Oh, was on his first bare knuckle. I fight. thought it was closer. So I was trying everything, find a a plane, get on the flight right after the volleyball got over, fly to Denver, get to the hotel, check in, shower, shave, get ready, get to the fight, get done, go to the after party, get on a red eye, back to Sacramento. But I just couldn't. There wasn't flights. I need to get a private jet, if you know anybody. (laughs) Yeah. I know a guy who's got a private jet. But I wanted to bad, dude. It would be cool to see. I really wanted wanted it to be – something that i was there because i really feel this is going to be his last fight i thought he had like a three fight deal i read i don't think he's going to fight after this i mean he wasn't going to fight after the last one. Oh, really knock that dude out but the money they offered him for this one was too good 
fighters are funny. I was on a UFC podcast today and I was talking with a UFC, an agent that his, his, he owns an agency that has over 200 fighters as clients. And I was like, fighters are funny because you, they retire, but they don't want to retire. They can't get that fight out of their system. Not that they're violent people, but they just miss it so much. Cause I asked Hendo, I said, would you fight again? He said, if they offer me enough money to get me off the couch, hell yeah. And I go, you're 52 years old though. He goes, I can still knock people the fuck out. You know? And he's like, I'll go fight right now. I don't care who they put in there. If the money's right, I go, but don't you care about like the, 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 you know, getting put into a coma or getting knocked silly. He's like, I'm a fighter. Like, that's what I do. Like, no matter how old you get, you're still a fighter. My body, you know, training camp's not going to be as easy as it once was. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to recover as fast. He goes, but when I get in there, my instincts kick in and I'll still be able to punch hard. Yeah. But those bare knuckle fighting deals, man, they're, they're throwing down. What, what about that boxer, that body blow knockout over the weekend? Oh, dude, and, that and tank? They, tank? Yeah. He was fighting Garcia and everybody's like, Garcia's going to whip him. I'm like, dude, he has never been hit with the quickness that tank is a mini mike tyson oh dude he's a mini mike tyson he broke his ribs i think he he knocked him down with that no he didn't just knock him no down. He, the right before he hit him in the face knocked oh, him yeah, down he, knocked, he had a knockdown then he gave him the body shot and yeah it, it was like a delayed yeah and dude uh, what, i imagine he couldn't breathe you just got hit in somewhere similar right goofing around with someone on a show or something just now not just now, but I mean this Mendez, year, right? Mendez broke two of my ribs a few years ago. Who's the UFC guy that you got the fight worn oh, gloves? And you let Cody him punch hit you. me in the ribs, and this, that was this year, right? That was just a couple months ago. How bad that hurt? Um, in all honesty, it looked real, huh? I think that's all acting. No, I swear, I got to come clean on the podcast because nobody called me out. People are like, dude, are your ribs broke? People were texting me, are your ribs broke or are you okay? And I'm like, dude, it was it 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 hurt, but I came out of it. So he was gonna give me a pair of gloves signed. Right. But he was gonna wear them and punch me. And this dude can punch, dude. I just take a little. This is what I saw, yeah. (laughs) That's fake. Yeah, dude. Did you have pads on or something? No, no pads. He freaking. He just stopped short with you. Stopped short of me, and I freaking fell into it. And we we only practiced it one time, but it got everybody, even everybody in the room. Everybody in the room's like, oh. I mean, I I, you've done some some. uh, I won't say dumb, but I will say dumb things before. I mean, dumb shit. Yeah, I mean, you wore a speedo out into a spread at negative something degrees. Negative forty seven with the wind chill. Yeah, I mean, I figured you did that for real. Wow. You got me. Did I really? Yeah, I totally believed it. I, I 100% believe that you did that. Wow. Believed what? Shitter's full? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you want to see the other one, dude? Oh, Remember God. when I lost the bet in Idaho to Chad Ryan? Um, Are you going to post all this stuff again for everyone should now? Should I post it? I would post that. I mean, you put it on national television. What about when I had to wear a high school wrestling singlet into a local bar and I could not I ha, I could not win I could not uphill my end of the bet until I ordered a beer and a meal. I remember that too. You sat at the end of the bar at Sully's, right? Were you there? I wasn't there, but I remember seeing it. On TV? Isn't there another one too? Um in the wrestling singlet? No. In <laughs> Idaho again though. Look at that. Oh my God! <laughs> Walking right barefooted, into, barefooted, and it's snowing like a beast outside. Who's dude. singlets that? Chad Jads? Ryan's, yeah, Chad Ryan. <laughs> Didn't you do a, a, a forty-year-old virgin? Uh, oh yeah, I did a forty-year-old virgin on film in Montana. <laughs> I lost another bet, and they, they, it was like the guy had the freaking wax company on speed dial. Uh, yeah, we're bringing in a client here to get his chest waxed, and well, first they were gonna do. First, they wanted to do some some my back, and we get in there, and there wasn't enough hair on my back. 
to do what they want to do. So they, she turns me over in my chest and my stomach, and oh, she does the God. smiley face on me, and I'm screaming like freaking Steve Carroll. Is that his name, yeah. Steve Carell? Carell, yeah. Because those were, you know, those weren't scripted. I guess that the story of the forty year old virgin is that that was all real. He really did that too. Like they yeah. filmed his real response to getting all that hair pulled off of him. Oof. Ah, motherfucker, Britney Spears. Like he was <laughs> oh, saying, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, Kelly, he, was saying, <laughs> he was saying funny shit. But yeah, I went in and did it and didn't script it either, and it hurt. And then I let her do down there, down there, down low. You did? Yeah, my undercarriage. Oh, my God. Yeah. How was that? I had to, I made the, everybody leave the room on that, but I don't know. It was like, I was like, if I'm going to get waxed, I'm going to try it. I don't, I don't think I've been waxed since. It's not worth it. No. Like people say, you need to get wet. I'd get laser removal. I don't know. Is that unmanly? Is it unmanly? Like, this is what I just did. I'm not, I'm not scared. Like it's summertime, right? So this is what I just did. Shaved all my chest and my entire stomach. Is because it was covered up here in hair, yep. and then it gets real thick right around here. And I got that scar from my chest surgery, right? Let me bring my mic up. I got that scar from my chest surgery, so that hair kind of like gets in here and it looks weird. And then it starts here where you can see where the scar there. That's where they pumped me with all the where I would drain all my liquids from my surgery, right? And then then the hair kind of disperses all the way down into here. It looks like a shirt, and is it manly to sh like waxing my back? I'm always going to, I mean, shaving my back. I'm always going to do it. Well, I'm not going to say who does it, but I have somebody, she <laughs> would be pissed if I said it out loud, but I shave my back no matter what, but then come summertime. Cause in the winter time, you don't have, you know, you're not outside a bunch without your shirt on your shirt on. You can be like, if you go cold plunging or whatever, but during hunting season, I'm really not shirtless outside a bunch. So is it unmanly to shave your chest, your armpits? Like I get my armpits down to barely anything in there because I let them go a little bit during goose season. I guess like it's like that's the old analogy of women. You know, if they're not dating or whatever, they let it go down there. Look like they got Don King and a leg lock. Mm -hmm. Right. So you let it go a little bit. And is it unmanly to shave up and clean up and, and manscape? Like you, got you manscape. manscape. Yeah. Do you do manscape? You got to trim it up, yeah. So, I do. I do like. Uh, I don't do it like every week or anything, dude. Your balls, everything, anything, chest. I don't like. Maybe every, you know, month and a half, two months. On the balls, everything. Really? Yeah, but I guess maybe it, mine doesn't grow that fast. I guess. Oh bullshit! If I'm you shave it, it's gonna start growing. No, you use, I, a, use a bic to do it. No clippers. Clippers on the balls? Yeah. Yeah. Are you out of yeah. your freaking mind? You never seen the lawnmower 2.0? What, with it's a just, guard on it's it? It's made just for your nuts. No. Yes. Is it from Manscaped? Yeah. It's All got it. a guard on it? I've never bicked my nuts or I anything. Every, I've never. Every week I bick them. Really? Every week. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Really? Yeah, I think so. Every week? Oh, yeah. How do we get here? You never know, Bob. <laughs> well, I was because I was wondering. Well, how do we get here? Was a forty-year-old virgin comment? That's true. Man. And waxing is is wax like let's say like my godfather Lauren Bigley. The dude's hairier than a mule. Yeah, he or could, like what yeah. Steve Carell looked uh, like in forty-year-old virgin. I'm not that hairy either. I guess I should say. Well, I tend to get hair on my chest and my stomach. I don't get this, the the tank top. A ton of hair going over my shoulders. I don't either. But if yeah. I did, I would shave For all sure, that. Yeah. And what? Like waxing is. I don't. I'd much rather take more days of the month to trim with a clip set of clippers or a razor than to go through the pain of waxing. Yeah. And the people would say, well, it doesn't hurt that bad. It hurts like a son of a bitch. I, I want to get my say. nose and ears waxed just because I think they could do that quick, like four pulls and just be done. Yeah. I've never done it, but I would do that. I do my nose with a... You have one of those new. I, I do. You have one of those new head shavers yeah. that you that's they got all the different rotating yep. circle blades on it. Those things work good. They, but they come with really a nose good. attachment. I have a nose thing, but nose I think come with it. I think you could do the wax thing like once a month and not have to do anything else. Yeah, but what's once a month of pure pain? Maybe not even once a month. They say the more you go, that you it's not once your hairs start to get waxed like that and the way they grow back and then if you stay consistent with it the pain goes way down i don't want but then i've out. also heard that waxing hurts more when the hairs are shorter that it's better if it's longer yeah that's what i've heard maybe i'm wrong on that 
Yeah, but some hairs are like hooked to a nerve or something. Like you get a nose hair that feels like your brain came out with it. And if that happened waxing, I don't know. More painful with shorter Yeah, there you go. Hair. Hair needs to be between one eighth and one fourth of an inch long to ensure the wax can grip it and leave you with a smooth finish. Too short and it won't take hold. Too long and it'll take longer. And oh, so longer, longer hurts more. Hmm. Oh, I was way off. Tried the corner and missed. <laughs> what league you been playing in, son? California penal. How'd you get there? <laughs> Stole, Stole a car. car. That might be the best baseball movie in history. Wait a minute, might be. <laughs> it is. Is I mean for real though because people are like. Um, Christmas with the clumps or cranks or Christmas with the cranks is is the best Christmas movie. And then people are like, Elf, by far. Dude, no. it's not even close to Christmas. Either one of those are not even close Christmas to the Griswolds. Yeah. But that does that sound ignorant to be that opinionated of like, you better listen to me. My opinion means more than anything. I just like, how can you compare to Christmas Vacation? Like, I'm not saying that I probably won't watch Elf at least once. It's not. The, I watch the, the Christmas my, story know, every year. Christmas story is a traditional one, but it isn't as funny as Christmas Vacation. No, no. no. I'm talking pure comedy. No, I'm just talking pure good movie. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Christmas with the Cranks is, is a good movie. It's got a good story behind it. Santa Claus, uh, Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn is good. Bad Santa is hilarious and bad Santa, bad or Santa. But traditional good humor that the family can watch that'll stand the test of time i think is christmas vacation i'll tell you that last christmas i watched only christmas vacation and christmas story i didn't watch you didn't watch i could watch bad santa anytime you don't have kids when you have kids around you have elf elf's okay but it's i mean it's funny it's 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 just some good kind of cheap i've always had an issue with will ferrell overacting yeah and he way overacts in that one dude. he does and but it's that that movie called for overacting because he's acting like a a A kid a kid elf elf but like the scenes of him running in his underwear in like Talladega Nights and jumping through the flame in old school, he's always the guy that plays those parts. Yeah, he's typecast for sure. He's type like you know like Chris Farley was to be the fat, out of shape, loud, loudmouth. You know, Will yeah. Ferrell's hilarious. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan. Oh yeah, but I'm a bigger fan when he's in a smaller rep- supporting role than I love him like in when he when he's Chaz in in Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. The the full movies of him like when he's the ice skater, he just tends to like go overboard with his with his comedy to me. But then I watched Daddy's Home and that's some that's some a pretty funny freaking movie with Mark Wahlberg. But I'm becoming a bigger and bigger Mark Wahlberg fan. Yeah, he's good. You know what movie you don't need to watch is uh You People with Jonah uh, is it Jonah Hill? And Eddie Murphy? Yeah. So, you know, I watched the first 30 minutes of it and didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was terrible. You did? And that's about, I I maybe made it like 15 minutes and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Well, see, the whole racism thing at the beginning, the, you know, the stereotypes, and I know that that's the theme of the movie, but... There was some funny parts to it with once they got married, once they were getting married. And I guess I didn't get that far. I, I got to. There's a funny scene in the first half hour where the parents meet for the first time. Jonah Hill's parents come over to Eddie Murphy's house and he's got the Islam hat on and or, you know, whatever they call the hat. And his wife's sitting there and it goes into like per Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and the Black Panthers and and, you know, and all that. And it, it starts going back and forth in the comments that the writers wrote in for the white people to say. I mean, it was just dead on. It was just like, hmm. it was, it was, it was pretty good humor. It was not like classic Eddie Murphy humor, but Eddie Murphy's never going to be that Eddie Murphy again. No, we can never expect that out of him. I wish he. Whatever would. happened with the transvestite or transvest, whatever that was. Remember the that he got busted. Yeah. With a like a prostitute, there was a transvestite, transvestite or prostitute. Yeah. So whatever happened to him then, he's never created the kind of humor he did with. Beverly Hills Cop and Golden Child and Coming to America. What's his funniest movie? Coming to America is pretty good, dude. Uh, he's by far got the best stand-up, in my opinion, of all time. I was going to say, it's I hard to funnier be raw, delirious, and all that, for sure. But best movie, I'm talking not stand-up. What's his funniest movie? Life, 
coming to America. It's got to be coming to America. Yeah. Harlem Nights, he was hilarious in. He's really good in life, too. I mean, yeah. But back to did, why did we you started. Did you get into the Nutty Professors at all or any of that? I thought they were funny, but that was after he got busted. Had to start making all those kids yeah, movies, Yeah, it was like right? kid movies, yeah. He did that and Shrek and, and, and uh, Daddy Daycare. Daddy. Did he do Daddy Daycare? What, something, it's something like that, yeah. And then he did the one about all the pets. Dr. Uh, Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. That was actually pretty good, too. He, he did all those kids' movies. He went from being the raunchiest. <laughs> and sometimes those stars do that, but I don't think it was his time to go that way. I think that he, was, he still had a ton of freaking comedy left in him. This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is brought to you by The Provider. The Provider's mission is to help everyone enjoy a well-seasoned meal no matter where they are or what they're cooking. They currently offer 12 unique dry rubs, an incredible wing sauce, and a number one selling cookbook, all designed to elevate the flavor of any dish. Their rubs come in airtight containers that keep them fresh and flavorful for a long time. And unlike other rubs that can be overpowering or too salty, the Provider's rubs strike the perfect balance of flavors. The cookbook, co-written by hunting enthusiasts Chad Belding and Chad Mendez, is a work of art with incredible photos by Tom Rastachin and stories of people hunting and providing. It's so beautiful you'll want to sit down and appreciate every single page. It's packed with recipes and designed specifically for wild game and domestic meats, making it the perfect addition to any cook's arsenal. Head over to theproviderlife.com. With new additions every week, the website is a treasure trove of free cooking tutorials, provider tips, and unique recipes that will help you take your culinary skills to the next level. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started in the kitchen, the provider has something for everyone. This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is also brought to you by Lear. Looking for a high quality truck accessory that's built to last? Look no further than Lear. With over 50 years experience in the industry, these guys know what it takes to make your ride look and perform at its best. Whether you're looking for a fiberglass or aluminum cap, a hard or soft cover, or accessories to customize your truck, Lear has you covered. Their products are made with only the best materials and their innovative features provide added convenience and security for truck owners. Head over to Lear.com to explore their range of products and to take your driving experience to the next level. So back to what you're saying, Major League, you think there's even a close second for best baseball movie, Bull Durham? I mean, yeah. Like, League of Their Own? Bull Durham, League of Their Own. Eight yeah. Man Out? Uh, the Natural. The Natural, Roy Hobbs is probably second. Uh what uh Mr. Baseball is a pretty good movie. Tom dude. Selleck. Tom Selleck. Loved it. Um Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner is pretty dreams, solid. Yep. There's some good baseball movies. Uh yeah. what's the one with uh I just watched it the other day. Um he's dead now. Um Cross him off. <laughs> cross him <laughs> off. Uh the the comedian that's on King of, Kings of Comedy that passed away, not Cedric the Entertainer, uh, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac's baseball movie is pretty good, dude. Mister Three Thousand, have you ever seen oh, that? Is it really? Yeah, it's older. It's good, dude. It was good. I need to watch it. I just watched it the other day. Yeah, is that good. all you do? Is lay around on Netflix? No. Saturday, I usually watch a movie. Though. Like you just like do, do you not do anything on the weekends? I do. What like do Saturday during? Huh? What'd you do this last week and take me through? Because I didn't get invited anymore. Well, this last weekend, I didn't really do very much. I was here, too. I was right by your house. Well, you were? Yeah, I was at the convention center all weekend Ugh. watching volleyball, dude. That's a fit. But I'm not, I, have, I have not had a sip of alcohol since last Thursday. I went on that. I've been on a nine-month. I mean, I've traveled nonstop since September, even since August, even since last summer, really. But everywhere I was going was partying and drinking and foods and meals and rich foods and and finally, I just said, here we go talking about this kind of thing again. I'm not done drinking. Like, I'll have a beer on the boat this, you know, and we're fishing. But you just do not feel the same if you're not in a routine and I'm working out and I'm doing my thing and eating clean. I don't know how you go through life without working out. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how people do it. I'm not saying that look at me. I'm not saying I look good. I'm saying I don't know how physically you can feel good without sweating and going and getting a workout in and moving your body like that and pushing weight. I think if if I did what you did for nine months, I'd have to too. But I, like I eat pretty good, you know, for the most part. That's the hardest thing for me, dude, to go on long periods of time with bad food. 
I I just I don't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I, you mix that in with you don't work out, you drink almost every day of the week. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Did you so, drink last night on Monday? Well, here, so uh, okay, take me through from last Thursday. Yes. This this would be a tough example for me. Thursday, I cooked at the Elks Lodge for the dinner with the governor, so I drank at that thing. See, yes. my phone did not ring for that, and I told you on this podcast I want to be invited to the. After you didn't invite me to the were last you here Elks Thursday, deal, yeah, no, after, you weren't. Yes, I did. You no, were not here Thursday. No, I came back Friday, but you okay. didn't know that. You didn't know that, so don't even. That's not even. That's not even an argument. I knew that. No, you. Didn't. I know where you are. All the no, time, you don't. I can tell. You do not. So there, there's on this podcast. Last time you you did something with Frankie at the Elks Club, I said on the podcast, I believe. Why didn't I get invited? I would have been invited. I mean, I would have wanted to be there. I want to cook with Frankie. I want to hang out. So here's another example. Two in a row. I really wouldn't think that you'd want to do that. But why? Why would you? How fair is that to me that you are able to assume that I wouldn't want to based on what grounds? It'd be it'd be one thing if you're 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 always putting something on. You're always doing something. Why would you you would enjoy going to the Elks Lodge? When you're not an elk, and I, like for example, I I flipped sausage all night, and then like I, I mean, have why would not you do gotten that? the answer. Why wouldn't I? Why I'm would at, you? You don't typically do stuff like that. What are you talking about? What What do you do like that? I cook all the time. You, you cook your own thing all the time. And when it's for, you know, if you're cooking for your friends, you're cooking for 200 people for for free, for no, no thanks, buddies, no nothing. Having a couple drinks, hanging with buddies. Yeah, but it's, it's, more, there's way more work than any of that. Okay. So who, who'd you do it with? Uh, there was like 15 people there. Who was there? Did I know? Frankie? Frankie, me, my mom and dad. Okay. That's not 15. That's four. No, I know. That I know. You, that I'm, you friends know. With, I'm friends with all of them. Okay. Why would they like to do it? Well, they're all elks. So? Well, that's part of being an elk is you volunteer your time. I volunteer my time all the time. But you're not an elk. It doesn't this matter. This is a bad example of I've why never, wasn't I wasn't invited. I've never been invited to be an elk. You have not uh, nominated You me. wouldn't be an elk. How do you know? Well, it would be a waste of your money. I wouldn't ask you to be an elk. Why? See, this is assumption. You're not here enough. You don't know. It's all the way across to town. So to, to, you're going to drive. You wouldn't get any benefit out of the money you'd spend to be an okay, elk. Okay, regardless of me being an elk, I could have come there as a friend and hung out at the event with the governor. You know I could have. You do not need to be an elk to be in the room, if I had no, to guess. You don't. Okay, then why wouldn't I but get you invited? But you'd be in the kitchen with us doing dishes You went and out shit. and sh- shook hands and said hello? Very, very limited. You did, though. Very limited. You did, though. But very limited. Maybe then, one to two minutes of that. There was guys out there that you knew. Okay, so you cooked. There Thursday. was. There, there honestly wasn't. You you cooked I'm Thursday you, night. How many the, drinks? The Shalines and those guys were not there. How many drinks do you have Thursday night? When so you're Thursday drinking? night, I had a few, for sure. Cocktails or beers? Both. Okay, uh, so now, so that's middle of the week in, in, into into the week after hump day. Had, did you drink Wednesday going into this night? No. Okay, so you have so you, did you get drunk Thursday night? No. Just buzzed. N- not even that. I think I had two beers and two whiskeys okay well over that's not bad four or five hours yeah that's not bad did not drink friday didn't have a sip friday nothing why you didn't go out i didn't do anything friday worked, night you I sat worked. at your house on by yourself yep you could have came down to the convention center <laughs> no just the little bit i saw that i saw i wouldn't oh dude you there. gotta see a list of play they're rad if you sit there all day and how many games do they play not to get off topic just three but they're each match is three sets First two sets go to 25. Third set goes to 15. Watch this right here. Check this out. This is on uh, Baller TV. She's right there in the uh, right there in the red. In the red. See the red? Yeah. Check her out. Dig over the net. Watch this dig. Oh. Your knees now. Watch this. Full layout. Hand flat on the ground. Diving forward. Watch this. And saves it. Gets all the way down, saves it. Oh, wow. Her team wins the point. She starts jumping around. She's rocking. She's a key player. Oh, she's key. I think she's top two players on the team. Now, does she have the power as some of the girls? No, but she's she got great instincts and, and floor coverage. I think that you give her 
she just turned 12. I think if you give her by the time she's 14, she's going to be a powerhouse. Do they Not rotate to the net like oh, we yeah. used to back they in the day? They play backline, frontline, server. You know, there's different rotations. It's fun. The coach is great. The The Northern Nevada Juniors, this local volleyball academy that the Jasons got, unbelievable first class, the way they take care of these kids, the way they believe in them. The coaches are great. Um, it's fairness. Um, great instruction. Learning the game. Learning how to play the game, learning to be competitive, learning, you know, how to be a teammate. Like, there's, I'm, imp- I'm pretty impressed with it. I, it. The thing that's cool is that volleyball is fun to watch. I've been watching beach volleyball on TV the last couple of weeks. When I'm in hotels and stuff, I'm li- like, it'll come on. I'm like, usually I would turn this in a heartbeat, but now I'm like, oh, like doubles beach volleyball is insane. Those dude. guys are insanely talented. It's insane the way they cover that sand and how good a shape you got to be in to do so. It gives you, that scene in Top Gun a whole new meaning, dude. Oh, yeah. God, they had nice bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Who wears jeans to the beach, dude? <laughs> how's, how's that sand? So, yeah, okay, so you get drunk th- Thursday. No, nope, did not get drunk. You're a little drunk. Four drinks. Friday, uh, you don't touch it. Friday, didn't do anything. Okay, so now here, I'm in town now. So here comes Saturday. What extracurricular activities take place? Zero. You don't do anything Saturday? No. Nothing? Nothing. I mean, I did stuff. Like, I worked on my yard and cleaned the garage and that kind of springtime stuff uh had to go to the store saturday cook some chicken yeah didn't do anything saturday and then sunday was jillian my 10-year anniversary 10 years congrats so 10 years yeah but it was also her nephew's birthday so sunday we had our nephew's birthday party. I had two beers at that. And then Monday, we celebrated last night, went to the steakhouse at the Tamarack. I had one old-fashioned. That's it. Just one? Yep. Why? I had one old-fashioned like half a glass of wine. Why? Weren't it, it? It, it? No. It, we, it felt... I don't want to talk negatively because it was a very good steakhouse, and I would highly recommend it, but it felt a little bit rushed. You know what I mean? Like, we went to dinner and sat down, and the dude was like you guys want some cocktails are you ready to order and we said no try to like prolong a little bit and it was like he brought the cocktails i was like you guys ready to order and it was almost like i guess you know so then we ordered and then well you should have told him to chill out i know is it is it is it table side old-fashioned they make it at the table no have you been to the have you been to the um western village steakhouse not in a while. They do that table side old fashioned. Really? Legit. Do they smoke it like Clint does? Yeah. Clint makes a heck of an old fashioned. Yeah, they're his are the best. The more I don't know if I like him smoked as much as I don't like like him smoked. Maybe a tiny bit of smoke, but when you smoke it and they get that ring in there and you let it sit there forever with the cap on, it gets too smoky for me. Again, I'm not a big smoked meat guy. I'm not a big barbecue fan. It's I love to barbecue and I love to try it and make it right. But I don't like people go nuts for brisket. I'm like two bites of brisket and I'm good, kind of like I am with Wagyu. And a lot of it has to do with the smokiness of it. Any smoked steak, I don't do any on the Traeger. I don't do any of the you know the heavy smoke on it or any of that. I don't Just do, a little taste of smoke is all you need. Yeah, I like. Well, I mean, I'll get some smoke on it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't like to overdo it, especially a good, a, you know, like a good ribeye or a good New York fillet, New York strip. Like I don't. I mean, a New York strip, not a filet. I don't get off on a ton of smoke. And on the old-fashioned, I don't need a ton of it on the whiskey either. Yeah. See, like, I I don't want to drink. And I don't know if it's part of me that I'm overcritical of the actual act of it or the way I think I'm treating my body. I want to feel good. But, like, just talking about drinking right now makes me want to go make an old-fashioned. That's Drinking to me is cool. Yeah, drinking is fun. Is again everything in moderation and responsible. But I just think of like the dinners I just had at, at in Nashville, and I don't know if I would have wanted them do to do. I don't know if I would have wanted to do it without a little a little cocktail, you know, a little buzz. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel the same way, and and I you know marijuana being legal here you know a lot of people are switching over and they don't drink anymore and they smoke pot but it's not the same like the 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 idea of being buzzed 
is I guess what you're shooting for, but the social aspect of drinking and getting buzzed are what's fun. Showing up to an event stoned, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Then you go inside uh, and, and at dinner know. you drink a water. You got to explain it to me because I don't know what you mean. You've done both. I haven't. Well, I'm saying like the idea, you know, you get a buzz, right? You get a buzz from smoking weed too, your, a head change. But like, like I can go to an event 100 percent sober and have a few drinks and that's what the enjoyment is getting to that point right whereas you can't smoke weed at a at a dinner party right you're not why gonna, you can't do that i mean i guess you could eat an edible there but then they take like 45 minutes to to kick in and it's not like you i guess you could go in the bathroom and do a pen or something like that but what i'm saying is like there's no social aspect of getting stoned and going to a dinner or, or, you know, you and another person sneak out behind the restaurant and, and get stoned real quick and then come back in. But, like, not everybody's on the same level. You know what I mean? It's like it's not the same thing is what I'm saying. But, like, people now are they're doing that. They're, they don't want to drink because, you know, it is, you know, harder on your – not maybe not harder on your body, but you're putting extra calories in there and all that kind of stuff. So people don't want to drink anymore and they get stoned and go to stuff. But it's just not the same thing, you know. The – Going to a bar, going to a dinner, and and getting buzzed with other people is what's so fun about drinking. So you don't get that out of smoking a doobie with somebody? Well, I mean, like I said, if you and I went to dinner and there were six other people at dinner and you and I sneak out back and smoke a joint together, it's not like having a beer with all your friends. You know what I mean? You and that one person went and got stoned together. I guess if everybody got up and left the table and you passed a joint around in the back alley, that'd be one thing, but still wouldn't be as fun, in my opinion. But I guess, like, if you were a stoner, we sat here and everybody's, you know, hot box the studio like Joe Rogan does. Maybe that is fun for those guys, you know. Do they do that in the Rogan studio? Remember he smoked weed with Elon Musk? And he, I know, but is that, like, a normal thing for them? To I think yeah, I've seen that other comedian and them all do it, too. Yeah, I think that's a fairly normal thing. He's a big uh, mushroom guy, I thought. Is he a big marijuana guy, I think too? he does it all, yeah. He drinks, too. I don't know about... I don't know about mushrooms. That's the only drug. You know, I had a bite of a mushroom with Brent Cobb. I want to do him bad. And I regretted it bad. Really? Yeah. You freaked out? Freaked out, and I would never in a million years do it again. So, you know, they're like, they're they're coming on like pot. Yeah, like legalizing. Like states are legalizing them. They make them like in candy and stuff. I, I've never told this story on here, but uh, when I was younger... I had this friend and his mom would, she would take us to get beer and stuff. You know, she was that mom. You didn't have this experience, but she, you know, she was, when we were younger in high school and stuff, she would, she would buy us beer and she would take us to parties and stuff. And so one night these guys, they, they want to do mushrooms. So they, they get mushrooms and they get my buddy's mom gives us a ride over there. And, and I was in the front seat of her car and my other two friends were in the back seat and so they ate mushrooms in the back seat of the car and i didn't because i was in the front seat like you couldn't like do stuff in front of this his mom but you know she knew what was going on but you would never just eat mushrooms in front of her you know so they eat these mushrooms and it's it's known that if you eat mushrooms on like an empty stomach they they can make you real sick you know so these two guys eat these mushrooms in the back seat and they get sick so then i didn't want to do them because i was like i'm not i don't want to be sick you know so i've never done mushrooms but I want to now, and now I want to even more. But I'm I'm kind of scared of them too. Like I don't know. I don't understand why you want to. Everybody says it's great, but aren't they? Don't they make you hallucinate? Yeah. Like why would you want to hallucinate? That's the question at hand. Is being buzzed and talking and getting emotional, or as long as you're not ignorant and you want to fight everybody in the bar or the camp or wherever you're at, alcohol get kind of gets everybody on that same playing field again it can go too far there's no yeah. doubt but isn't hallucinating to where like you leave this world and you like i they said i was having a podcast with my pillow that's how they described it i regretted it so bad really yeah did you hallucinate at all uh yeah i freaking thought the pillow was a person no kidding so they're talking to somebody that's why i've never done it because there there is some unknown and some fear and um and on my part of them too so like i would think, never do, do you acid you'll try them yeah for sure like you know acid can screw you up like permanently acid but in the sixth, thing? oh yeah really 
Oh yeah, in the '60s and '70s, those guys—that's all they did was so, tons of acid, and like. But when I hear about acid, like, because I listen to a lot of Grateful Dead and stuff, and you know, they did like the acid test days and stuff, and they, they, you know, they openly talk about all the acid they did. It freaks me out, and you know, they talk about going on bad trips and stuff. And I guess mushrooms can be kind of the same way, but like mushrooms to me are are a natural growing thing, so. I feel like you can't really like hurt yourself on them. Like I've been way over stoned on marijuana, but I, I never was like worried. I, I mean, at the time I was worried that I had done too much and maybe like permanently was hurting myself, but I wasn't, you know, you can't. So yeah, I'll do You them. can't? No one's ever overdosed on marijuana. Really? Yeah. I, like, and there's guys on YouTube that they do like thousands of milligrams and they're fine. I mean, you're, you're way over indulge just like over drinking you know but yeah so they do so you can you can't hurt yourself on it but once you're stoned you're stoned like, can't make it go away you mean no like yeah like two reasons i'm saying this one is you sleep off a drunk i think that you stay stoned your whole life that's the way i look at it like when you start smoking marijuana and you get that chemical inside your brain and your body to me i think that it makes it i it makes it like almost impossible to get rid of like if you do it all the time yeah oh 100 like and, it's and almost, there's a there's it's a almost mindset like a, it's yeah. almost like a, a, a brush in the dishwasher yeah, yeah. like in your sink you know that you do dishes with it's like always going to be tainted no matter no. how many times you wash it i mean i haven't done i haven't done marijuana in months to me to me i can do it every once in a while typically when i've when i've been drinking you know and yeah it it does nothing like i don't want it the next day don't don't i don't I, there's people that do it all day every day all day every day that's weird to me they wake up in the morning and do it and that's they do an it addict. all day yeah, that's an 100%. addict there's nothing safe about that no. there's no way that it's not messing with your brain function oh you can tell people that do Willie Nelson said he quit smoking. Now, granted, he's almost 90, but he hasn't smoked in like two or three years. He only does edibles now because his lungs were smoked. Yeah. They were just out. Because he smoked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the same as smoking cigarettes in a lot of ways where you're putting smoke into your lungs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. And then the other part of it is once you're drunk you're drunk you keep going all you're doing is making it to where you're not going to remember anything you're going to black out or you're going to feel bad that's the that's the the part where marijuana like if you're smoking that many cc's you're saying or whatever you said what milligrams milligrams however many milligrams it comes in you're just overdoing it like there's no need once you're stoned you're stoned right it wears off like same with, you know, if you catch a buzz and then you quit drinking, it'll wear off. So does being stoned. Yeah, but when you're out drinking and you're drinking cocktails with your buddies at a party, it doesn't wear off. Now, you can no. day drink and quit, you know, have two cocktails at lunch and not be, you know, and then by 6 o'clock, it's worn off. Right. You might you might go back out for a nighter. But um, I don't know. It just seems like there's nothing cool to me about marijuana. I love the smell of it. I don't think it's – that doesn't bother me at all. But I've never come close to doing it. Yeah. And I've never been real good at doing it. I always – you know, I've thought about it a lot. You know, it's like – because it's probably better for you. I mean, maybe. Like you said, if you're eating it and not smoking it. and But it makes you do – you know, makes you have bad uh, decision-making process. Yeah, I mean – I'm thinking, you know, more from a say a, a, a health wise or whatever. You know, if you're if you drink all the time, you're going to gain weight. You're going to do all that stuff. You know, it's just what it is. You're putting a ton of sugar into your body, but doing marijuana, you're not. But then you get hungry for chips, ahoy's, and Doritos, Doritos, and so it's all the same, right? I don't even know how we got on marijuana or man grooming, manscaping, <laughs> pornography stars, pornography stars, and drinking. I think you, it's a natural. When are you going flow. to come back to Nashville with me, dude? You're missing some good times. Oh my god, I want to bad. I was just there for five days. It was unreal. Who'd you see? Music wise, yeah. Oh, I talked to Drake. I was with Leith. I saw, um, 
I saw some pretty cool like bands you've never really heard of. I went. You're like I, house. Went to, I went to Party's house for dinner one night and threw down on the Traegers and uh, reverse seared some of some some beef, American almond beef, and rocked it. But did you uh, do Sixth Street and all that stuff? That's or, Austin or uh, Broadway. Broadway. Oh yeah. No, like not like didn't go out party. I went there one day with Anna's family and just chilled with it showed them some of the cool bars that I like and some of the cool stores and stuff like that you didn't go to whiskey bent the hat you're wearing we went to whiskey bent on that day on that day thing I wanted to wanted to show them all of Barrett's places so we went to Doc Holidays we didn't go to we didn't go to um we went to whiskey bent we went to Doc Holidays which one am I missing we didn't go to bootleggers we went to the nashville palace we went to scoreboard he's got some cool stuff happening dude it's gonna be really cool he's gonna open two more scoreboards on two different bodies of water up there so they're gonna be like marina places that'd be cool nice little summertime deal and it's just you haven't been in what a decade not less than that but it's been a long time is it less than that yeah for what I can't remember the last time. NWTF, you've only been there for NWTF, have you? Yeah. I bet you it's been a decade. Not, well, no. I was with Jilly at the time, and we've only been together a decade. So, it's, but I bet it's close. I bet it's seven or eight years. I bet five years. I can't even remember. No way. You've not been in our booth in the last five years. Eight years, maybe. No way. Seven. That would be my guess. You're a little bit was you think it was only eight years ago? That would be my guess. Like I said, Julie and I have been together ten years, and I was there when I was together with her. You were? Yeah. I, I could I could look back through pictures and find out exactly. You have pictures from back then? Yeah. In Nashville? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Show me one. I might want it. You have some old school pictures of us? for sure show me one what am I doing here there we go I gotta get the dates on here. are you going to any concerts this summer around here have you seen any that are getting you fired up I was looking at so the dead and companies this is their farewell farewell tour this summer and I, they're in some cool places, but I don't know. Is that I, you know what sucks? You know, we're going to San Francisco. I, I don't want to go to those places anymore. Like, I want to, but all you, like, I mentioned it to go, go in there with somebody, and they're like, the homeless problem's out of control there. And, like, Boulder is where the Grateful Dead's playing. I, I, I like, I don't want to go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. San Francisco, L.A. Hippie place. Yeah, just... And that sucks that I say that because I want to go to live music and I want to go do I like going to big cities and eating good food and all that. But when well, you think San about Francisco's ruined itself, I know they all have ruined themselves. Yeah. Reno's catching right up, dude. Reno sucks. I can't believe we still live here. I dude, I they've been playing a lot of Guns and Roses on this station. I've been listening to in my truck. I'd like to go catch them again, dude. I'm going to see him August 28th, Where August 26th, Nashville. Are you really? Jen just got tickets. She's taking her son to San Diego to see him in October. I just came across art. Find one close. When they're playing in Sacramento, I think, at a festival. Here's Axel shredding when we were in San Francisco while I'm going through my... my Let me see. What year was that? Oh, you got a video of it? 2016. Not slash shredding, dude. What did I right, say? Axel. Uh, That's a short video. There's some long... Golly, how many people were there? There's Axel on the piano. That was a wild night. It was a great night. <laughs> Guns and Roses, dude. We went up to those seats. Oh, man, it was good. God, that was good, dude. That was so good. We had pictures that night. I got a picture... One of the, is that a video? No, it's a picture. I got, you took a ton of, dude, how do you still have these on your phone? 
I just have the cloud, so they're just always on there. That is so sick. Welcome to the jungle's got to be on there somewhere, but there's a bunch of You know where you are? Uh, you in yeah. the jungle, baby. You're going to die. Well, thank you for listening. We're, let's. When are you going to come out and do another one of these? Tomorrow? I don't know why. I don't know. Thank you to Flask Cap, the official drinkware of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Get the new Matic 6 or the Matic 9. I absolutely love them. I'm looking at one right now. I have Coke Zero. I'm addicted to Coke Zero. I know you are. Do you not drink it at all? Zero. Zero? Zero. Coke Zero Zero? I drink no. The only soda I ever drink is mixed with the little Yakka Daniels. Never drink it any other way. God, I got two bottles of Jack given to me just now. I have a second batch bottle of the ten-year-old and a first batch bottle of the twelve-year-old. Let me give. Let me. Let me propose something to you live on the air. You're gonna give me some? No. You want to go to Nashville with me and Clint on June? You won't do it. I know. So I'm gonna invite you anyway. June fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. That week. We're the fifth, sixth, and seventh. We're in Lynchburg doing my barrel tasting. I'm gonna let Clint pick the barrel this year. I'm gonna have Leith come down and play music. I'm gonna bring some sponsors in, and then like on the seventh, eighth, ninth, we're gonna go back to Nashville, and it's the CMA Music Fest. Um, probably I don't know how fired up I'm about it after their award show just happened with the stuff they're allowing in country music on those family shows, but it's gonna be a fun week of music, food, festivities, maybe a couple drinks. Yeah. Let me let me pose this. You don't to want you. to go? I do. You won't go. I just bought a locker, a liquor locker at the Elks Lodge with a glass door. Yeah. Do you want one of your foul life bottles right there, front and center, with the thing on it? You, you can, know, a little it, free advertising. You can buy it. Yeah. A little free, a little free advertising. No, you you know what that's worth? I don't get invited. You don't need to be invited. Your brand is there, front and center, for all the Elks to see. There's big money in that room. What do I? What are they going to buy from me? I don't know. A duck call? <laughs> duck call. Season. Yeah, you could have a bottle if you're, where you're trying to scheme. Well, I'm just proposing in a business aspect. There's no business aspect. They see your, the brand right on there. They're not going to go look at that door. Everyone looks at them. Really? And they all want to know what's in everybody's box. What, is it like a wine box where you go in there and you sit down and you say, open my box and bring me my bottle? Yeah. Drink well, you open tonight? it yourself. So how do, you, how do they make money if people got their own liquor in there? They get a pour fee? Uh, no. A bottle. What do they call that with wine? Corkage fee. They, they don't get a fee. So this thing's cool. You pay. You pay a decent amount of money to have it. But then, yeah, you can just walk up to the bar. Like, so I have a cabinet there now. I, Frankie and I share one. You walk up to the bar and say, I, "I'll have a give me a glass of ice and some Coke Zero or whatever." Then you go pour your own liquor into the cup. You but everybody looks bottle. at those lockers because they want to see what everyone's got in there. People put like high dollar bottles in there trying to show off. That's what I'm thinking. You put one of yours in there. With the you tag want to put on a bottle it, of Pappy forward. Van Winkle, twenty-three year old or twenty-two year old? No, it's only eight thousand dollar bottle. I just got a ten-year bottle of that. Yeah, yeah. those yeah. aren't worth anything. Yeah, they are. Are they? Thousand bucks a bottle? Are they really? Yeah. No. Yes. A ten? Yes. Really? All because of the uh, allocation? Yeah. It's really not that good a whiskey. Do, do you ever? Do, you know the story was you know the the guy stole a bunch of the the one, but that so that just sparked their whole brand. Yeah spark the whole brand and now that you just can't get it they don't give enough of it they don't allocate enough in different places and so like jilly can buy a bottle of pappy 25 for nothing yeah 250 yeah and the, and then if she gets it, it but she'll never get it she'll never right. get it there's a do you know there's a guy somewhere that he makes jello shots with it every year just to to show as like, like a, a yeah like a fu because he's like dude th this stuff's selling for 150 bucks a shot and I buy, you know, I buy a bottle for two hundred, like any normal yeah, top shelf bottle. I wonder where he gets it. He has that. some kind of allocation, probably because, well, you know, the the Caranos get it. I've oh, had yeah. a bunch of it with uh, Marini. Uh, no, Rick. Rick. Uh, he's not there anymore. He oh, runs the, Rick from the yeah, I remember Rick. Yeah, he always has a bottle of it at the holiday time because they. You heard it. who he signed for the? Who's speaking? You can't say it out loud. I told you. Uh, I was on the, in the truck. That same guy when we were coming home from arizona yeah yeah got done no way yeah that's huge 
When is that thing happening? July 18th. That's when the dinner and everything yeah, is? That are, are you cooking again or no? No. Oh, I might cook the night before. I think we're just going to go out. Just depends on what he wants to do. But that's big time. Oh, dude. That's going to be so sick. Will he do like a podcast and stuff? Uh, I don't know. I ain't going to press him. I might press him when he's here. All right, that's This Life Ain't For Everybody, breaking it down series. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Jack Daniels, the official sponsor of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking the Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. We talk about it all the time. Thank you, Jack Daniels. All the flavors, the Jack Daniels, old number seven, Gentleman Jack, the Single Barrel, the Sinatra, the Bonded, the Triple Mash, the New 10, the New 12, the Gold, the Eric Church bottle, Tennessee Tasters. And now you got the flavors, Tennessee Fire, Tennessee Honey, Tennessee Apple. Love everything about it. Again, a responsible drinking this summer. Have a great time this week. Thank you for listening. We're going out with Brent Cobb. Morning's going to come. 